I've just about had enough of you. What is a Christmas? Oh, Santa Claus! I wish you the very best of everything. It is an occasion for great joy and peace on the planet Earth. If we hurry, we can get back in time for Christmas Eve. Hello, and welcome to another Advent special, 50 Years of Shit Robots, with Matt Brown. Hello! And Stephen Murray. Oh, hello! Right, Stephen, shall we open door number 13? Oh, on our brace your shoulders. Special, massive robot Advent calendar. <laughs> Come on, open her, open her up! And lurking behind door number 13, it's our old friend, Doctor Who nerd, <laughs> Nick Crosby. Hello, right. Nick. Oh, thank God you opened that door. Believe me, it's been so dark in here. <laughs> when did you go inside our advert calendar? Um, <laughs> four years ago. No, just after we recorded the last Doctor Who podcast. Oh, it's been a while. It has been a while. Have you been listening yeah. to everything we've been saying? I have. Have you heard the story of how um, Jay Leno got the Tonight Show job? Which no, he, no. He, it's a um, tangent, but let's go for it. <laughs> well, it's cupboard related, <laughs> which is that apparently, so the story goes, he was terrified that he was going to lose out to David Letterman because he was David Letterman was the favourite to get it, and so he was he <laughs> Jay Leno hid in a cupboard in the whatever it is NBC CBS building and listened into a to a meeting that was saying was about who should be the next Tonight Show host after Johnny Carson and you know sort of like made notes and and then then went into the when he went into his meeting he could answer you know he had all the answers to all their questions but hid in a cupboard wow yeah, yeah well, what can I say I know how he feels now the reason that you're here Nick is because we thought it'd be a lovely Christmas treat to watch a game <laughs> for the third can, time <laughs> can I just say that I don't like to boil my cabbage twice and this is <laughs> This is three times. Or should I say, buy me sprouts twice? Yeah, this is. So we're gonna. We'll, we thought we'd, we'd look at the the same Doctor Who story for the third time. You can reason, never have too much of a good thing, can you? <laughs> uh, the reason being that we'd we watched these episodes of Doctor Who called the Dead Planet way back in episode forty four. Uh, when we were first joined by a young upcoming broadcaster by the name of Nick Crosby, <laughs> a youthful shadow of this wizened old husk I see before me now, <laughs> having, having had to watch the same Doctor Who over and over and over again. It's sort of like a weird, it's like hell or something, isn't it? You know, you, you've got to watch the same thing over and over and over. It is. Um, I mean, when 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 Stephen invited me to uh, to come back on the podcast and, and said it's been colorized, I thought I can't sit through another fourteen hours of this. <laughs> color or no color, color or not, yeah. no. I mean, it's not fourteen hours, but it feels like well, it feels like more. So, because of the the Doctor Who's sixtieth birthday and the creation of the Hooniverse, the powers that be have taken the episodes that we looked at, they've colorized them, and they've done a seventy five minute edit of it as well. They've given it a cosmic makeover. That's what they're calling it, isn't it? It's so much better, isn't it? 75 minutes is, is about right, because it is actually yeah. a good story. Um, is it, Nick? Just, 
Well, it was just it? too oh. drawn out. <laughs> <laughs> Gird your loins, Nick, because here we go. <laughs> Fasten my seatbelt. <laughs> Do you, either of you know any sort of like technical details about what w- w- the colorization or anything? Yeah. The colorization was done by Rich Tipple. Which, uh, which I'll be having considerable amounts of over the Christmas period. Uh, Mr. Tipple, who was the lead colorize, uh, colorization artist on the project, said it was a huge honour and a personal dream come true. He works in Brighton and he's a member of a team. I started a bit of an investigation to see if they used AI. Okay. Uh, and they didn't. Oh, okay. Because you can use AI as a reference point because AI will will analyse the image and do a very good interpretation of what's there but they didn't use ai at all we've had that in in our series before haven't we i remember target earth had an ai doing color on it and didn't it make everyone's faces the same color as their sh- shirts or something? yeah it does yeah yeah it can it can do it can but if there's if there's no delineated line between between gown and skin then it'll just blend it in that's right yeah because i think it looks amazing Mm. I think they, the the job that they've done is absolutely brilliant. I would just love to know a bit more mm. detail about it. But this isn't the podcast for details. No. <laughs> this is the podcast for wild opinions. Um, but I thought the way they got into the, the colour was really lovely as well. Mm, that gradual transition at the start. Yeah. Mm. Very natural, wasn't it? Didn't, there's so nothing there that really kind of jumped out at you. you no. know, skin tones were all good and so on, weren't they? This is not the first time that we've seen Daleks in colour because, of course, we've watched um, the two non-canon films, Mm. Doctor Who and the Daleks and Dalek Invasion Earth 2150. Mm. But the Daleks in in this are quite different, aren't they, the colours for them? They are. And sometimes it doesn't quite work because now that they are in colour, it's much more obvious which are the cardboard cutout Daleks. Did you notice that? No, I didn't. No, I didn't. Oh, did you not? We watched it together here and we were like, oh my God, look at that. You can see those three cardboard cutouts over by the back right-hand corner there. Right. Oh, well observed. Oh, I know well. You know what? This is what I do. Popped your nerd (laughs) specs on. (laughs) (laughs) In the two films where they coloured them, they, they sort of created liveries for different Daleks almost, didn't they? And, and mm. almost like giving a kind of militaristic feel. Mm. In the colorization process, they could have decided to make some different colors from others, couldn't uh, they? Ah, okay. Mm. Yeah, but they didn't. They chose to make them all the same color. Yeah, yeah. I, which, again, I sort of quite liked that. I think I preferred it to the to the having lots of different colours, weirdly. I don't know why. It gives them more of a terrifying hive mind feel, doesn't it? Does, it does, doesn't it? Yeah, that's yeah. what I thought. I thought as well the... Um, the the, the, co- the Cockney Barra Boys. The Thal. <laughs> look, looked oh, so awesome. <laughs> Just absolutely splendid. I, I, I was surprised that the Thal's makeup didn't, you know, look a bit more sort of... In your face, as it were. Yeah, they, I think they maybe they toned there. it down. Yeah. I think their outfits with the cut-out holes in it was a bit saucy. Oh <laughs> <laughs> I also noticed that and don't remember noticing it in the black and white version. And you might have forgotten this, but in the first in the first iteration, I called them stupid pricks. Wow. Um, but the thal, I mean. But in this iteration, I've said gorgeous, stupid, drug-addled lushes. 
Well, there you go. <laughs> I mean, they're on. To, they're supposedly like they're confined to this plateau where they've been farming for the last five hundred years. <laughs> and it's like they haven't been. They've just been making outfits for one another and and mirrors, <laughs> mirrors, huge mirrors. mirrors this time. Yeah. Um, so the other things that are changed. It hasn't just been colorized. This these episodes. They've also been cut massively. Mm. To the point where, I mean, the first episode in 1963 ran to something like 25 minutes, 26 minutes. The, the first episode was done in 10 minutes in this uh, iteration. There were so many excellent choices. They basically turned it into a modern drama, really, haven't they? Mm. Yeah. In terms of the pacing um, mm. and just cutting so much stuff. I and mean, I'd forgotten how much stuff in the first pass in the 1960s. There's so much massive exposition and, you know, huge like sequences, which are just people talking about what's happened and how they've got there. And God, it's so boring. And then the Daleks had a go. And then the yes. Daleks had a go. But again, they'd cut all of the the exposition Daleks. It almost all gone. Thank God. Thank as well. God. I know. Yeah. Although there was still that. <laughs> yeah. That's lovely bits, weren't they? Were. That child has set out. A direction is being followed on the ranger scopes. Mark her movements carefully. If she returns with the drug, am I to allow the prisoners to use it? No, they will die in time. Their only value is in bringing us enough on the thou drug to duplicate it for our own use. That was a bit odd. And then, of course, they do give them the drugs. And, and there's absolutely no uh, discussion about that, you know, yeah. why they change their mind or anything. All of a sudden, they've got the drugs. Yeah. Just bizarre. There yeah, because they were just going to kill them, weren't they? Yeah, they were going to kill them. Yeah. So I thought that was one plot hole that I thought was quite strange. There's another weird plot hole as well. I don't know why it didn't occur to me, or maybe it did occur to me in the first one, or occur to us in the first one. But So they're in the, 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 our sort of gang, the doctor and assistants, are in, stuck in a cell in the Dalek city. Um, it's a cell that has uh, cameras in, and the Daleks listen in to what they're saying. And yet, even though they make the plan to overcome the Dalek in, in that same cell with all of the listening and watching equipment, the Daleks don't seem to <laughs> don't seem to have picked up on it. It's like the, all of the Daleks went on their lunch break or something. <laughs> they were distracted enjoying Ian's cardigan, which which is particularly fine, actually. I mean, look I, at the cardigan. <laughs> oh, there was a lovely sequence. There was a lovely sequence, uh, sort of in the middle of this, which is where Susan is allowed to go back from the Dalek City to the TARDIS to get the drugs, and they, the 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 um, the sort of restoration cosmic makeover team had done a really nice job. I thought of like a cutting that sequence down, but also like. Uh, intercutting lots of different things that aren't intercut in the first uh, iteration of it. Chats between the Doctor and Ian and chats between the Daleks, uh, as well as then cutting back to Susan, sort of running through the petrified woods. So there were lots of lots of things that the, the team have done to make this feel like a more modern story, I think, which I, I commend them for. Yeah. yeah. There, I, I also noticed, did you notice there were several flashbacks in it as well? Where right. you see what happened earlier, which I thought was quite good as well. Yes. <laughs> Did you like, like those? See, see yeah, what happened, happened like 15 minutes earlier. Yeah. yeah. I'll tell you why I liked them, actually, because in spite of what you've just said, I thought that gave it a slightly more retro feel somehow. Oh, okay. You wouldn't yeah, yeah. see that in a, in a contemporary 
drama, would you? As you say, what happened fifteen minutes before? <laughs> yeah. Um, and they and they had, of course, improved the sound as well and, mm. and the music. So I thought it was quite good that because it, it then didn't feel like you dragged it into twenty twenty three. You know. Was, yeah. Yeah. The new music by Mark Ayres, I thought, was really good. <clears throat> there are some really nice musical touches, I think, aren't there? There's the, the scene where Barbara, kind of that iconic moment where the the plunger of the Dalek sort of targets her in the first place. There's a heartbeat that is pulsing through that that is not in the original, which I thought was lovely. Mm. The score yeah. is is everywhere, and, it, and it, at one point it starts to sound a bit Jeff Wayne. I thought it sounded it sounds a bit sort of War of the World. <laughs> right. Ooh la! But, we build a whole new world underground. <laughs> um, but the I thought it was. I just thought the score was too much. Really? Yeah. Oh, did you? Yeah. I, I, I quite enjoyed it. it. Yeah, I, I thought. I think that it's just it's it's just everywhere, and I think it's. I just thought it was um, overkill. Do you know did what you? I? I, th- I think if you're a Doctor Who aficionado, and what I've watched enough, the music in Doctor Who is is really prevalent. Right. Okay. And mm. it is right in your face. And I think you'd, it's a bit like having kids; you just block it out. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay. Fair enough. I thought it gave it a more filmic theme as well, more of a sort of a movie style. Yeah, I think as well in that sequence that I just described where Susan's going back to the TARDIS to get the drugs, in the original there's no music under that as well. There's sound effects, but there's no music, which actually is lovely. It's really pared back. But they've used music, I think, in that to drive this fast cut sort of vibe. Mm. And that's fine. Mm. I don't mind that. It's Mm. more sort of after about halfway through. When the Thal come back into it, it's just mm. it just is like oh for God's sake, mm. please mm. just shut up. But actually, I felt that about the whole thing. I thought end this. This I feel, <laughs> I feel there could be another edit of this, which is like they just cut the, what they've done in half <laughs> because the last half hour of this is so tedious and so boring. Shut up! If they're listening to this, they'll do another one, and we'll have to do another one. Oh, that's funny. We'll have to we'll have to squeeze Nick into a into an Easter egg because we'll do an Easter special <laughs> and crack him open. Did you didn't you guys get a bit bored in the last last half? Uh, a little bit, yeah. Well, I, they- I don't know whether it's, I don't know whether it's because I knew. You know what was what was going to happen. I didn't get bored actually. I I, I was just so grateful that it was about to end. That there was only twenty <laughs> yes. minutes left, rather well, than several true. hours. You that know. is true. Um, one must be grateful for small things. <laughs> <laughs> it's all relative. The other thing, sorry. I mean, no. I mean, this is another plot hole. But it's the Thal again, where they um, they we first see them when when they first meet Susan, and Susan explains to them that they've been her and her friends are being held prisoner by the Daleks. So there's like suspicion about the Daleks who also are, are responsible for the war, the 500 year ago war, aren't they? Mm. Yeah. With the Thal. So you sort of think they're, they're antagonists to the Thal and then there's like modern evidence presented to the Thal that they're still hostile. Mm. And then the Daleks write a, write a note from Susan <laughs> <laughs> saying, saying, we'll give you all the food you like. Just come to our Dalek city. We'll leave it in the porch. 
And the, their first instinct is, is like, oh, great. The, the Dalek, <laughs> Daleks are our friends. I loved that scene, actually, where the Thal went to collect their food. But I, I didn't remember noticing this the first time around, but there appeared to be sort of little stacks of toilet rolls as well. Did you yes. notice that? Well, no. I mean, of course, you know exactly what's happening in my head now. <laughs> How do the Daleks wipe their bums? <laughs> well, they're not I for mean, the, the Daleks. They're for the well, no, Thal. if the Daleks have got them. What do you think? They'll just manufactured them. They've manufactured for them. the Thals. <laughs> for the Thal Anus. The Thals have asses. We must provide them with toilet rolls. <laughs> um, so, did you enjoy it more than you enjoyed watching the first round, Nick? Oh my God! I mean, would anybody not? Yeah, I mean, no. yeah, I loved it. I really enjoyed it. I enjoyed watching it, and th- just thought all the. I, I did feel like it did flag at those particular points, but again, I think it was because I knew what was happening or what was going to happen, and uh, no, thoroughly enjoyed it. And yeah. I thought, yeah, good on them. Yeah. yeah. And the first iteration of the Daleks, I think, you know, deserved to be seen. And, and that's a much, much better version than the first version. So yes. I, I'm going to say I liked it. Now, when we watched this first time round, we rated the Daleks and we found them to be shit. Mm-hmm. Do, do they get an upgrade because of this or do we are they still the, still just the, still the same? I'm not going to go for it this time, I'm afraid. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. They're still, still shit. shit. Well, yeah, I, even... I think that's very <coughs> honest of you, Nick. I think that they are because they're essentially the same, aren't they? I mean, yes, the exposition Daleks have been have been eradicated somewhat. Um, I but... mean, three of them are cardboard cutouts for God's <laughs> sake. I mean, you know. I'm literally going to go back and watch that when we finished. Yeah. yeah, you'll see it. You can't miss it. Right. Well, I think we should all just raise a glass of sherry <laughs> to uh, to the colorization of. of Doctor Who. Nick, thank you very much for joining us once again. I, thank I, you. I, I promise now we will never ever make you watch this again. Oh, thank you for having me. No problem. And join us tomorrow for another door opening on our massive robot advent calendar where we will be taking a look at someone without whom robots wouldn't even exist. Goodbye. Goodbye. So, Echoes Halls. Trim those trees. Raise up cups of Christmas cheer. I just need to catch my breath. Christmas by myself this year.